Good morning, Eugene. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Pretty good. Just kind of settling in. <laughs> settling in? Settling in what? My chair. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> well, it's supposed to... We're supposed to have a snowstorm, but whatever. I'm kind of not excited about that at all. Mm. Well, I don't go outside anymore, so it doesn't really affect me. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, so, Eugene, um, do you know what kind of happened this week with a couple of stocks? I watched a solid four-minute video on it. <laughs> wow, four minutes. You must be really into it. <laughs> so... What are your thoughts on whether Robinhood should be really um, doing what it did this past week? Um, so, I mean, if you want, I can sort of jump into my opinions about what companies are. Yeah. Like, I guess the greater context doesn't super matter, but like in in general, I think that companies are allowed to do sort of whatever they want and the this isn't like a reflection on robin hood or like twitter or facebook or whatever just in general like if i open a company or if someone opens a company i think that they should be allowed to do uh whatever they want in in terms of like their policies all that and then and then once they get bigger or start pushing some sort of legal boundaries that's where things get a little weird but in general i do think that companies should be left alone and the the market sort of deciding and that's and that's problematic because regulation and yeah i guess just regulation is sort of meant to protect um like interest groups and sometimes we pretend that these interest groups are the general population, but a lot of times it's interest groups that have the money that sort of lobby for regulation. Again, these are my opinions, not super founded in anything, but that's that's sort of my um, like opinion. Wherever I hear someone being told like by a company that you know you're not allowed to do this on our platform i'm i'm usually okay with with that because i think that regulation while i think in theory necessary it doesn't always like turn out the way you want it to and um yeah i i think that regulation is good in theory you know let's 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 pass laws let's pass policies that protect some group but I think a lot of times it's just powerful people lobbying for protections for themselves. Yeah, sure. And that's what happened here. Powerful people, Wall Street, basically, you know, billionaires basically lobbied for that. And I have a problem with that a little bit because uh, most, the the thing that I hate most in, in life is double standards. Um, and when I came to the US in the first year or two, I think it was 2004, 2005, um, was when Martha Stewart went to jail for, you know, for insider trading where she made $50,000. Mm-hmm. Um, like for Martha Stewart, $50,000 is peanuts. 
Um, and um, they just wanted to make an example out of her. But here, nobody is cares about making an example out of Robin Hood because, um, because their companies can do whatever they want. They can do whatever they want. But then the question is, why couldn't the restaurants open? If, if businesses can do whatever they want, then they should be able to stay open during COVID. Um, and it's the people's choice whether to go there or not. Um, salons would stay open, spas would stay open. Um, and now actually who, a world health organization published on the 25th, January 25th, that you don't have to wear a mask, that masks aren't as effective. And then same day, Dr. Fauci said you should wear two masks. You know what I mean? So if companies are allowed to do whatever they want, then should be that across the board, not cherry pick. This company could do whatever they want, but this company cannot. You know, and I and I, I think the standards. and I don't I don't think that these are double standards. Mm-hmm. They're they're double standards if you look at it, sort of from a from like a you perspective. Like you you, you see one you're right. Like you see one thing happening, and then you see another thing happening, and you're like, well, these are the same thing. This is right. This isn't. But I think a lot of times these um, these issues of inequality come up and they're you're like you're not comparing apples to apples a lot of the time so with with your restaurant example um you you might feel that your area has unfairly treated uh businesses that you need to go inside to you know receive a service or like you know buy something but that's that's your experience and where i live is not the case so it, it's very, like, localized? We live in different states. It's not localized. It's state level. But it's also, based on the, it's also based on the town. So there's, like, the federal level, and then there's the state level, and then there's, like, the county and the city. So there's all, all different, um, like, areas. So I know tons of people that live in Connecticut now. And one town has different restrictions and it's not even restrictions it's sort of like enforcement and i'm sure if you live in a big city like stamford or new haven or you know i think that's it um (laughs) where like the the people tend to want more restrictions and more restrictions are put in but also those restrictions are more enforced where i live in like a small sort of random village town and yeah, I'm sure there are restrictions, but no one seems to care and people just do whatever they want. And I don't think like I'm not a I'm not a doctor, I'm not some sort of like expert in anything, but I do appreciate the the difference in like scale <laughs> where sure, you could have the World Health Organization say one thing, you can have a White House advisor say another. But the the mayor of my small town, I don't I don't think he cares, and it doesn't it doesn't matter, like what I think or what he thinks. But it it is different scale, and people like I don't go to restaurants. I I haven't been to many restaurants since the summer when like I I really I, I like outdoor dining, so they converted every parking lot into an outdoor dining thing, and that was cool. But now it's too cold. And I think in general, people stay inside more in the winter. And like the area that I'm living in is very house 
centric. Not a lot of people like go places and in the city, like in New York and in, in that sort of culture where there's more restaurants, there's like a, there's a bigger restaurant culture. It's, it's different than here. And the people that want to go to bars where I live, they still go to bars. All the places are packed every day. They might pretend that they're at, you know, whatever percent capacity where it's supposed to be, but uh, no one, no one cares. It like, it doesn't make sense. And I think a lot of people get annoyed that there's the seeming double standard where you have to wear masks, except for when you're indoor dining and it doesn't make sense. And that sort of, it frustrates people because people aren't like health experts. People aren't back to Robin hood. People aren't like economists or financial experts. So when you have to make laws and regulations and communicate those sort of policies, it's, it's tough because you're always sort of communicating the most generic dumbed down version and people that know a little bit or a lot about the policy or regulation, they get annoyed because it doesn't make sense to them. But that's like, you're not the target audience for that. Like if you're a, if you're a health expert, you shouldn't be getting news from like a TV station. Like there, there's other, there's other methods. Just like if I get tax advice, I might like Google some stuff, but I'm assuming that you won't be Googling stuff in the same way that I do. Just like when you have like a technical issue, you might, you know, do it a certain way and I solve technical issues differently. So it's, it's a matter of, I don't want to say perspective, but you have to, you have to sort of like deal with situations on, on the level that you're comfortable with. And laws are laws are weird <laughs> because they they are up to interpretation and enforcement, and depending on like where you're at, it it might not make sense or it might frustrate you. And and that's sort of that that's sort of the thing. Like law is a practice because we're just making up rules and trying to like make society better, but it is a process. There's no. There's no right or wrong answer because things aren't simple. I respectfully disagree. Um, the reason I disagree is that maybe in Connecticut, um, it doesn't, the law doesn't trickle down as much or isn't enforced as much in, in different localities. But in New York State, Cuomo controls everyone and he threatens local uh, localities, basically. Uh, I'll give you two examples. So, um, he threatened that if you break the rules, if you operate at more than 25% or whatever it was capacity, you'll lose your license and then you'll never be able to have this business again. Um, and it's been enforced. Um, there are, what do you call it? Inspectors coming by checking. Um, and it's not just restaurants, it's different businesses and stuff like that. Um, also, um, back in May or June, he said every town has to do or whatever has to adapt, adopt, um, create whatever the right word is, um, a police reform. If you don't, you won't get funding. It's just as simple as that. And he said that on life to eat, like he said, I won't give you any money. Imagine that. So maybe in Connecticut is it's nice and, and cozy, but in, not in New York. Again, like, 
Cuomo, the governor of New York, um, he's like a person and he can say stuff, right? And then what does that actually translate into as far as like legislation and policies and enforcement? Like Cuomo doesn't particularly make laws. He's the like executive, so he can have like orders, but he's the enforcement part of the like the government. So a lot of times I think people are unhappy with laws, but they blame the executive branch. And, yeah, because he's the one responsible, absolutely. But that's weird because the executive branch isn't responsible for making laws. So, no, but here's the thing. So, so sorry to interrupt you, but you need to know this. Um, so, executive branch can have executive orders, mm-hmm. and executive orders um, uh, basically apply to the government agencies. So he can he doesn't have laws to tell people what to do, which is why he's issuing executive or has been issuing executive orders to tell government agencies what to do, and government agencies are required to follow. So the inspectors and other stuff, um, uh, you know, are basically obligated to follow his orders. So technically he doesn't have the legislative power, but at the same time he can force the government agencies to keep us all under control. You know what I mean? So that's the scary part. So I guess let's jump a little away from general legislative government stuff to like practicalities of this because I know it's interesting to talk about like what the government does these days because it's you know like a reality show that the media companies put on but which I don't watch by the way that, that's okay but it's still it's still going on but away from the drama of you know he said this or they did this you can go and jump down to a like a personal level and then you think about how it affects you individually and a lot of these sort of like dramatizations of media go away because a lot of the time I don't think people want to have a lot of government interaction. Yeah. And it, like I I moved to Connecticut away from New York because I didn't like I, I didn't I didn't feel good that I had to rely on like the subway system for like everything. And you know now I have a car and all these other problems but <laughs> But I, I like that was a move away from like sort of government, I don't want to say control, but government interference in my life because they could like I was always annoyed that they could like schedule train maintenance and then I couldn't get to work on time or I had to walk longer. So here in Connecticut, I have a car and I don't rely on let's let's say the government for for this service. And I try you know, what I consider my very best to avoid any government interactions. So like all this political talk is fun to talk about, but it doesn't like practically affect me at all because I try to like, I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a position of, it's not, it's not super privileged, but it, it's like a, it's like a luxury position where I can afford to have a life that isn't influenced by a lot of the drama of like politics and i think that a lot of people are the same i think i think few people like want to rely on the government and when they say that you know they want the mayor to do this or they want the governor to do that or this was wrong like in reality 
what you really want is to be independent and to make your own choices. And then Exactly. And and I think that people can just stay at that level. A lot of times you're upset for a group that you're not part of. And no, I'm think, upset for, for a group that I'm a part of. I'm invested in, like, I have Robin Hood and I couldn't buy the sh- I placed an order mm-hmm. for GameStop and I couldn't, and then my order got canceled the next day. Right. And then I couldn't buy it at all. So it does affect me. Right. So back, back to back to Robin Hood, the, the super easy answer is just like, you don't have to use it. It's a company, they made a choice. And a lot of people that I know also just like pulled out all their money from Robinhood and they switched to a different service. Yeah. And I think that's fine. And I don't like Robinhood is a company and they made decisions. And in your eyes, that decision might've been a mistake that, you know, that now they lost your business. Is that, is that like, is that bad? I think it's fine. I think that like they, they looked at their like stakeholders, I guess, like whoever made this decision, did make a decision. They considered all the factors and I think that they're in their right to make a decision, whether this is legal or correct or, you know, whatever it is. Now that we're like passing judgment on a company, I don't know what the leadership of Robin Hood's like or what their like motivations are. I'll tell you. Do you want to know? It, it doesn't matter because if, if I don't, I don't do think you, it matters. Do you know, do you know? Do you know how that how they start? Like it took them years, seventy years. I think they've been around. It took them seventy years to um, build up the company. You, you know that they like don't charge for um, transaction fees and stuff. Sure. So the reason is that they have a. I don't want to call it an investor because I don't know that there is an investor relationship there, but either an investor or a sponsor, whatever, and that sponsor. Um, basically gives them money to operate, to have this platform. But in exchange for that, Robinhood gives them data on how people buy. It doesn't give them personal data, but like like how people, when they buy, how much, how often, that kind of stuff. So all that analytics, um, basically, that's what, so you're paying for, um, you know, for um, this service free service there's no such thing as free lunch right we all know that so you're paying for it by giving up your data so it took them seven years to um basically really get off the ground like they have they had a wait list for many you know for a number of years and stuff like that so you you couldn't get in and now they destroyed all of that with just one decision that they made and they'll pay for it because people, everyone I know who's ever invested in Robinhood is quitting platform and is, start, and is opening a different account. Cause like, what, who are you to say that I can't buy GameStop if I want to support, um, which I'm not saying, I just wanted to buy a fraction of a share to, for fun. But if I wanted to support this company, like who's to say that, uh, that I can't do it, you know, who are they to tell me that what I can or cannot do? <clears throat> And then it takes, you know, days to like open another account and trade. You know what I mean? Right. And a similar thing, I think, happened and happens all the time. Uh, there's like a crypto wallet, um, I guess, wallet, but like service, uh, Coinbase. And you can't buy every coin on the platform. And it's sort of on them to decide 
which coins they offer in their marketplace. Sort of like how if you go to a supermarket, they might not offer some brands, right? Yeah, I understand. And some brands don't want to be like next to other brands. So a lot of times if you have like a pizza shop, they only have Pepsi or Coke. They don't have like both. And I like, I don't think that that's bad. It's just that it's, it's like a different motivation. And I might be mad that my pizza shop only has Pepsi and I really want Coke and Oh, they're discriminating against whatever, but go to a different coffee shop, go to a different pizza shop. Like there's, there's a lot of different options. And if this service doesn't work for you or doesn't like, go with your values you, you can do whatever you want yeah but if if you know with a pizza shop you went to one store they don't have coke you go to another one immediately with a brokerage account it takes a, a week mm-hmm. sometimes longer to set it up and you, the momentum the market momentum is gone so i can't do what i wanted to do because this company made a choice you know what i mean like and they made a choice for me whether or not i can buy something yeah. And it would take me a week or seven, uh, 10 days to actually be able to buy it. And then the prices prices skyrocketed by then. So, like, I don't want to buy it at a, at a peak price. So, like, it's just, I don't know. <clears throat> right. So, I, I think that you're not, you know, wrong to um, move away <laughs> from Robin Hood. <laughs> but, I like, I don't think that, like, it matters like, I, I don't think this is a big deal. And people are excited and there's like drama and, you know, Twitter is a thing. And it, it's it's very exciting. But like, in reality, was your life affected that you like did or didn't buy like a stock for like $200? Probably not. And I would love to, I would love to have supported um, GameStop. Um, like, you know, I, I would, I want to support companies that were forced out of business because <clears throat> of um because of covid or other other things that were not under their control so and like i th- i think it's all fine and i mean again trauma is is fun it's interesting i i like thinking about this stuff i like talking about this stuff but i've been i've been really trying to to like see it from other people's perspective and sort of I don't want to say stay neutral because I'm a person that like very quickly develops opinions and those opinions change fairly quickly. And like, like in like the scientific method way where like you have a hypothesis, you test it, you draw a conclusion. And then once there's more evidence, once you learn more, I'm more than happy to throw out my old conclusions and make new ones. And if they flip flop back and forth, you know, one masks, two masks, no masks. I, I am willing to, keep up with new information and change my you know conclusion based on new evidence and just because i had an opinion yesterday doesn't mean it's the same opinion like today and i think that's totally healthy and if you if you don't like a company i i think it's fine i don't think robin hood's going anywhere the the premise of exchanging data for a free service is popular and i i think people have this weird I'm going to call it a stigma against fees. I never I never understood why people don't like fees and this could be like the the programmer in me where like I I, I always like as as far as I can remember whenever I had like a job and money I never mind paying for games or apps or software because I see the value in it and I know the people that write it 
but a lot of people are like really they they can't wrap their mind around paying fees and i think that's fine i think it's a valid position i have a question for you on that sure do you think this mentality is kind of more millennial mentality? Because I've noticed that millennials are often the ones who are like, oh, I can do it myself. I can DIY. I can like Google it. And why do I need to pay someone to do it? You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think that a part of it comes from, uh, you know, you don't have any money and you have access to the internet and this can be a project and, look how exciting I can make my own, you know, sourdough bread. But I think very quickly people realize that you can, you can do stuff yourself, but also you can pay for the nicer thing if you like it. And I think it's not just millenniums, but people in general, I think are changing their decisions away from this is the best value to, I like how this company makes me feel and a classic example is like backpacks where no one cares about backpacks, I think, for the most part. But all of a sudden, there are a ton of really expensive backpacks from companies that are supposedly good. And I have lots of backpacks that cost way too much money just because the company like sold themselves as a cool company and I wanted to support them. So I bought this overpriced thing. And at this point, all of my purchases, <laughs> for like almost all of my purchases now, don't don't consider money first. They they're like, I, I want to find a product that like I agree with that you know someone recommended to me that's like, like that I respect that I follow. So it's sort of like influencer marketing is mm-hmm. is the term. But I'm I'm super on board to pay you know, a little bit or a lot more for something if it means that I support someone that I follow. And this is a push towards like making smaller businesses more sustainable versus the Amazon or Walmart model where we're just going to beat them in volume. Um, I agree. Um, At the same time, you've effectively been played. That's basically how you know, I study price psychology and, um, that's basically how, um, what, pri- what companies want you to do. They don't want you to focus on price. They want you to focus on all these different values that they provide. So it's truly really normal to have to experience that. Um, but in terms of fees and stuff, um, I totally agree. I, um, would rather pay for something that's good. Um, and I'll give an example. I just signed up recently for Forbes because I just can't stand the advertisements that pop up every second from every corner of the website. Can't stand it. And there's this one person that I follow accountant. He's really good at like dissecting and di- what's deciphering, I guess is the word, um, the tax law into like good language that accountants can understand not like non-lawyers can understand. I mean, not, you probably wouldn't understand it necessarily because it's still technical language, but it's better language than the, the, the law. So, um, that's the, like, that's the only reason I signed up for Forbes. Cause like his articles are like, I use it as my basically, um, guide for different new laws that have been passed. And 
So I signed up for it. I paid, you know, whatever the 75 bucks or whatever, just to get rid of the freaking ads. Just hate the ads. <laughs> yeah. I pay for, I pay for way too many things that I don't actually use. And I don't, I don't, I don't feel bad about it. I've, I've become much less price sensitive, but that's a, like, that's where I am in my life now. And that might not be everyone's experience. And sometimes that 75 bucks is really important to you. Or you can decide, you know, to pay a little bit more for a sweatshirt because it has the logo of a person you follow as opposed to getting it for half the price at Walmart. I, I think it's fine. I don't. I, I, th- I think that people should, like, stop judging others on, like, what's the best financial decision. Like, it's fine. Go get your Starbucks coffee if it makes you happy or if you think it makes you happy or if there's a chance that it makes you, just go do it. It's fine. Like... <laughs> Just you know, do do whatever it takes. We're, we're living in some some shady times, and if I if I have a a thing that costs a little bit too much, and I'm not like going into debt for it, I think I think it's all fine. I agree. I agree. Okay, Eugene, great to talk to you. I'll talk to you next week. Yes, you. Yeah.